This is not a free plug, but I do love extra toasty cheese. It's yes. Those and have you ever, have you had the Cheddar Jack ones? I'm not a cheese person, so the fact that I even like cheese, it's is amazing. So I have not explored. Are those I'm, the white ones? <clears throat> no, oh. they're they're orangish, but it has like you know how Cheddar Jack is with the the spots, the yeah red and oh, green yeah. spots. Yeah, I'm not a cheese big cheese person either, but yeah, they're good. Extra toasty is the best though. Yeah. yeah. So how was your week? Um, unremarkable, really. Same here. Yeah. Work was kind of intense, but um, nothing too too crazy. But um, yeah, just a very normal week. Yeah, mine was pretty. Un- yeah, I had like lots of things I needed to do, but I didn't do any of them. For some reason, I just like super exhausted. I'd get out of bed kids off to school and I would like sit back down so I could take all my supplements in the morning and then I would just be like I'm just gonna lay down until the Adderall hits me and I'm just so used to doing that now like it'll hit me but I'm I give no fucks I'll just lay there you know still sleeping but like going hard in the paint on the inside part of my ignorance (laughs) Adderall brings you down right no oh it's gonna bring me down you gonna have to I'm being a coma because I'm constantly, I can sleep 24 hours really? a day. Like no shit. Oh, I thought, so you take Adderall for what? Um, attention deficit, but also. That's why I thought a little it bit was of like narcolepsy a- kind of thing. It keeps me stimulated, but not in a way if someone that would be taking it to take it. Like I'm not, it just makes me normal instead of being okay. like groggy, lethargic and. Oh, uh, so it's the other. See, I thought usually when there's an attention deficit thing is because the mind was racing too fast and the Adderall like lasers your focus in. That's when it's at the, it's usually with the kids, uh, um, hyper attention deficit disorder, mm-hmm. but with adults, the hyper usually isn't there. Obviously I'm not a hyper person, right. but when I am focused on something, something else pops up and I'll start tending to that. And then it's just a fucking shit show or, like if I'm in a lecture, this is how it started when I'm in a lecture and I'm like, I'm here, I am looking at you. I am trying my best to listen to you, but I can't tell you a fucking thing you said. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I experience that sometimes too, where I'm in a conversation or even sometimes just watching TV. But, Mm -hmm. but I think my problem is the phone. Like being doing something on the phone and being disconnected there. Yeah, this is totally like one on one. Yeah, phone under the table in my purse, like. Yeah. And I'm just—I have no fucking. I'm like thinking about like I should make a grocery list. No, they're gonna see me writing stuff down. Maybe look, I'm taking notes. Like, <laughs> and all that happens. It's insane. Like some stupid I said seven fucking years ago. I'm like, God damn it! Like just <laughs> dumb shit, dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of keeps me focused and okay. I guess um, I was reading the other day about it too. It, it can cause like irritability, which I'm I'm already a short fuse kind of person, I was about anyways. To say you're already an irritable person. Yeah. So. Okay. Adderall. If I wasn't taking my uh, mental health things when I was just on the Adderall, this is like five years ago. I just um, got a script for it, which I could have used this in high school. Like seriously, it mm-hmm. it would have been amazing. Um, but I wasn't taking anything. To like level my um, emotions out, so it was like Hulk smash, like get fucking pissed over something little, and I'm sweating. I can't see straight because I'm so fucking mad. That's why I thought it was a a bring you down thing. 
Mm-mm. Okay. It's a wake me up thing, but now that my other levels are chill, it's this is be a normal human thing. <laughs> <laughs> I endorse anything that makes you a normal human. Yes, and I no longer Hulk smash. Maybe it's yeah. my age. Maybe it's I don't know. I just don't want to go out that way. I feel like my blood pressure gets so high I see spots. That's not good. And I don't have I have like abnormally low blood pressure typically. Right. So I'm like I'm not going out this way by getting mad over like something fucking irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So. It's okay. been years, so it feels good. Okay. Awesome. Cue the intro. Been any dates this week? No. Yeah, I did, I, I did a couple of meetups. I don't know if they... I guess I had one date this week. Look at you. Midweek? Or obviously, because this is the weekend. Unless you went yesterday or Friday. No, I think I went out on Friday night. Oh. Oh, yeah. I went to um, the barbecue place. Not Mission Barbecue, the other one. Name is completely escaping me right now, but it's okay. BB or Norfolk? No. It's, oh, yeah, BB. Huh. Um, downtown Center. You've been there. Oh, you've seen it. It's not important. But yeah. I don't like Town Center. I don't. Yeah. Speaking of, you told me about a date you and I, because um, you guys went to Target afterwards, but the Dirty Buffalo? So overrated, but yes. That My gym's right across the street, so every time I leave the gym, I see it. Uh, it just reminds me of you. I haven't tried it yet, but gotcha. I like V-dubs. I'm just like... Oh, I used to until I found out that my stomach doesn't agree with them. Really? Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, it's it's good on the way down. Have you ever had... Please don't do the mango habanero. I was going to say, uh, VX fiance would eat like ghost peppers and things and he would always get the mango habanero Mm-mm. and then some other one that was like um a seasonal kind of thing but it was like the hottest of the hot and he would just sit there not even fucking phased yeah and i'm no. like i can't even do medium without being like annoyed that my mouth is numb look the mango <laughs> i want to taste my food i can i can do spicy and hot uh but the mango habanero that shit affected me <laughs> like that hit me hard really like, my mouth it, it, yeah, I like. I wasn't the same for a few minutes thereafter. I do have a question. So when you're eating something spicy, they say water isn't a good deal. Water is very bad. Okay, it, soda I mean, I obviously is not because it I opens up your taste buds more and it hurts more. Yeah, I don't think water makes it worse, but it definitely doesn't help. Uh, what I'll do is I, I I don't drink milk. I heard that helps. I don't. I can't drink milk. Ugh. I can't drink milk either. So I'll put water in my mouth and hold it there for like a minute, and then water actually gets hot. And when that water gets hot, I swallow it and try again. But I've heard like dark chocolate helps. I have not found any remedies to other than that. taking a handful of flour and throwing it in your mouth. Like I don't know I what's going on. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know if it'll work. But I've you use you can use can you use flour to put out fires and stuff like that? I guess. Yeah. So huh. I don't know. But <clears throat> none of <laughs> none of that stuff works. None of that stuff works. You just you just got to let it pass. And then it it hits you on the way out. (laughs) It's funny. When my youngest was um, a toddler, his older brother loved, um, it was a hot flame and Cheetos. It just came out. So he would ask like little bags of hot flame and Cheetos, have like one and just like think it was just like the most craziest thing because he ate something spicy. So when the baby, my toddler at the time, would have like burning um, uh, fecal matter. <laughs> they would call it. I have hot flame and Cheeto poop, and it, I would die every time. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Mm. 
Well, wel- welcome to the What Happened Podcast. My name is Cam. I'm Lacey. And we're back for another great episode for you guys today. That's Cam um, and Alls on some tighter chips. Yeah, I tried to finish it. I am starving right now. But um, I came across this article. And this could, we, we briefly talked about it before we started recording. And um, I feel like, to your point, it could be about a relationship or it could be about when you're first starting to get to know someone also. But there's 14 things to talk about for a healthy relationship. Um, and the first one is child, <clears throat> excuse me, childhood idols. So the article reads, it often brings laughter when you talk about your childhood idols. It's because the reason of idolizing is often very simple and sometimes ridiculous. Talking about childhood idols and stories can be very entertaining and stress-relieving subjects for both of you. Who was one of your childhood idols? I That's why I don't like these kind of questions. I, nothing comes to mind, really. Daryl Strawberry was a baseball player. Mm. But he, <clears throat> the thing is, when I think back, so when you see your idols when you're at such a young age, you only see them for what? Therefore, like he was a baseball mm-hmm. player. Yeah. Like you don't know any other dirt. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, had you if you follow into some of your like I'm almost glad that social media wasn't Oh yeah. Then seriously what it is now. Because we would have been we would have seen a lot more of our heroes than what we necessarily would have wanted to see now it seems like people want to see this dark side they want to see the fall they want to see all that other stuff back then it was like we just want to see them for what they're our heroes for smacking baseballs out of the park you know what i'm saying um but then as you look back and all these stories unfold and the drugs and all these other type of shit you're like well damn right (laughs) you know yeah nothing comes to mind um for me, anyways. Yeah. I was into, like, Michael Jackson, but I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. So, like, my dad would buy me the tapes of MC Hammer and Michael Jackson. I'd jam out with my little tape deck. was super into them. When you I know was what's so little. funny? When uh, you weren't allowed to watch MTV, it was just music videos. Right. Like, do Kids in the Block and stuff. Can like, you imagine what your dad would feel about MTV today? I think it was mostly my mom because when they... They were divorced by the time I was eight. And when I was in high school, like... um. South Park just came out. Oh. And I mean, him and I used to watch Ren and Stimpy. We thought that was like vulgar. And then South Park came out and he would not miss an episode. He'd be like, you're going to watch it? And I'm just, <laughs> sure. And then um, he had cable. My mom didn't have cable. She was super like, eh. So I go over there and Dr. Drew's like mm-hmm. love thing would be on there. And I'm like 13, like, oh, what are they talking about? <laughs> and he wouldn't question it. Like, I'm not back there watching porn. So I didn't right. really get exposed to that. Right. Until later. But yeah, it, I got to watch MTV one time. It was a special for New Kids in the Block. Mm-hmm. They were airing a concert. So my mom let me watch that next to her. Of course. Other than that, I would watch Alf and uh, it's, Nickelodeon. Of course, it's, explains it all. Yeah, oh, Alf was a shit. Um, do you remember Salute Your Shorts? Fuck yeah. Okay. People Little redheaded kid. People don't remember. No, it was the, the Dude Ranch. No, that's Hey Dude. Oh shit! Hey, what was salute? Dude. Yes, salute your shorts. Is they're at, at, at a summer camp, and the intro is they put the shorts on the 
flit thing and it's like yes you know the two redheaded yes. kids they were yes. brothers yes. Yes. they were always yes. on like Nickelodeon stuff yes you're it right. was one of them i believe you're right yeah but i love both of the shows there was another show that the intro they would be coming in and out of lockers like they would go it was weird like big ass lockers so i always thought lockers are big and then you get to school and they're like a quarter of fucking yeah, inch we, we couldn't fit into our lockers. hell no but they were like in a high school and then they would just i it was interesting but I, I i can see what you're talking about yeah. i don't remember what the show was Me either though. and then there's closer explains it all yeah dare double dare that's back but it's not the same it's, it'll never be the same guts guts i wanted to be on was it guts or the guy with the big uh the easter island um statue guy they had with the thing at the end where you have to climb up yeah that's and get guts. to the and top like, of that rocks was guts. fall down on yeah, you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay i wanted to be on that show I actually wanted to be on all of them. Same. Yeah. I wanted to be slimed. Yeah. What was, face. what was the double hair there host? Oh. Mark's, was it something Summers? Mark Summers. He was an idol. He still does it. The new one. <laughs> he looks pretty much the same. Does but yeah, he no, really? Yes. <laughs> yep. I would have imagined that he would have hit a, a, a drug spell at some point. You would think, but no. <laughs> No one makes it in Hollywood for that long and doesn't brush with something that completely right? like it's it's a very low percentage. Good for him. Good for him. The reading rainbow. Remember that? Wow. Reading rainbow. Yeah. We had <laughs> oh, amazing television. We did. Yeah. <sighs> Even the cartoons were fucking edgy, but like they were playing this clip from um Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny. And he, he said something. And I'm like, God forbid that's come out of a cartoon's mouth nowadays. Yeah. Like, holy shit. But yeah. we didn't see it that way. They got a little risque back in the day. They definitely did. On, sure. like, on, the, on the sneak tip. On right. the sneak tip. Um, <laughs> the next one is embarrassing moments. Mm. Uh, this topic is sometimes avoided by girls. <laughs> like because I heard it's normally like a bottle right of fluid away. type deal. Like, we don't oh, want to be yeah. looked at as like a joke and we're not going to expose ourselves to that. Because they don't want to look ridiculous in front of their lovers. Get rid of that thought. Get rid of that thought, Lacey. Love is not only about loving your handsome part, but also accepting your ugly and funny part. So just feel uh, just feel relaxed in sharing uh, that kind of story. So while I agree, like you got to be at a certain comfort level to share certain things. Yeah. And those stories will eventually come out again as you get more comfortable, but you got to feel like it's a safe space. Exactly. They're not going to walk away. Like you told me you shit yourself when you were like 12. I I can't be with and, you. And <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm a jerk. So I won't use it against you, but I will definitely have jokes going right. forward. Hey, and shitty pants. Kind of <laughs> like you will definitely be shitty pants for at least the rest of the week. Funny. <laughs> so yeah yeah so I, I i i agree with that again to some extent and do it as it comes and make it make sense like i don't think you should yeah have a word vomit talking about all the messed up things that happened to you when you were younger past relationships and stuff like that um future plans goals and dreams that's important and honestly that's something that you probably want to talk to before right? you even get involved seriously yeah like if you ever want to have kids or, you know, are you getting relocated in a month? Like, <laughs> do you want to live here forever? You know what? Yeah, that's pretty important. Yeah. You're going to be around for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. You don't have terminal cancer. We're cool, right? Yeah. Uh, right on. Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, I like to to share right away the things that I'm involved in now and the things that I'm trying to start. And just because, uh, if nothing else, just because I'm proud of the things I do and things that I'm trying to do. Um, so, and I, I want, I want to see that you have that same type of hunger or same type of goals and you want to do things too. So I think Mm -hmm. that's pretty important at any level of a relationship. Yeah. Um, you want to knock out the next couple? Sure. daily problems whether it's school family or work problems you can always talk to your honey about them which i think is good Mm -hmm. um facing problems together makes the relationship stronger but if it's something that you're just saying just to stop the silence like it's or just because you like to hear your voice yeah it makes you seem like negative or yeah. you're always full of negativity you always got a problem you got drama yes and if you don't make it clear that hey i'm i'm just venting like i'll make a point of like i had the shittiest day like what happened i'm just venting you know so like i'm not here asking you to find a solution mm-hmm. but if you ask me i'm gonna let you know the important things i'm not gonna like oh my god and her hair I fucking hate her hair, you know? And then she said that, like, it's not your girlfriend. You're, I mean, you know, like, girls are not, they talk to their girlfriends like that. You right. don't, your man just wants to know the facts, the building blocks, and right. keep it moving. We just want to know, are you okay, and what do we need to do to help? Yeah. Does it affect me in we're any gonna, way? <laughs> we're, for, our, for our significant other, we're going to be a problem solver by nature. Right. So if you present an issue with us, her hair is messed up, well, have you given, have you offered her uh, Not um, I like that bitch. Yeah, like... <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but that's that's where we're gonna come from immediately. Right. Have you yeah. given her a card for a beautician or something like that's that's gonna Are you be trying enough. to start a fight? Is that yeah. what's gonna happen? <laughs> no, and then like it's helpful as well because I never take it as a nagging thing, but guys really once they're like if they have an issue at work, once they're out of work, it's like out of sight, out of mind. And if they do bring it home, like it's a stress thing they got to deal with the next couple of weeks. It's nice to hear, you know, like man, work was crazy, yada, 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 why? So that I know, like, when you're coming home late the next, you know, week or so, when you kind of seem on edge, I'm going to step my shit up, make sure, you know, I've got dinner done. And when you come home, so you don't have to stress about that. What can I do to make this easier for you? Even though you're not looking for a solution, but mm-hmm. as my partner, I like to know what's happening so I can kind of plan around that or make sure that I'm not stepping on your toes when you're home and give you some time to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're like being an asshole, but she doesn't know why, and it really doesn't have anything to do with her, but she's going to think, oh, he's going to break up with me. Something's going on. Just just be like, hey, don't work fucking sucks. Cool. I also think it's very different when you live together versus when you don't live together. For sure. Because if you're if you don't live together and the both of you go back to your perspective places at the end of the night, you're wasting really valuable, like not to say that you shouldn't talk about your day and their shit, but I feel like you're wasting valuable time talking about Mm -hmm. stuff that could be bullshit. Yeah. Unless it's legit problems, then yes. But you like, there's certain things that you could just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Holiday outing. Um, it's never early to, too early to plan your holidays. That's, little bit it's definitely sometimes too early to plan your holidays yeah if you can't find anything to talk about with your partner then this is the most entertaining topic it really it's really relaxing getting back home from work and you have such an exciting thing to talk about but that's stressful like whose family are we gonna go this year yeah like holidays are not enjoyable when you have like multiple families multiple states to go to it's more like a fucking tour a visitation tour 
and you're exhausted afterwards. You know, then it's like, yeah. whose family are we going to this year for, you know, Thanksgiving? Are we doing it? I <laughs> See, in I would say in most cases, and I'm just using that um, like uh, loosely, the families are going to be closer together. <clears throat> Like, if you date a girl and you both are from the same place, which is how most relationships starts, then... Except for I've never had one like that ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you're speaking from your experience, but in my past relationship, like, we were from the same place, mm -hmm. so... That's easy. If Yeah, even though it was far enough apart, it was easier to split the holidays because it was just a quick car ride away. So, from that perspective, it's not as stressful, but for you... We're talking about long drives. We're talking about flights. We're talking about a whole lot of things that. Yeah, and then you've got. My parents are divorced. Well, my father's passed away, but if he was still alive, I have to see. His side of the family with, you know, my grandmother and his mom. My mom's side with her grand with my grandparents on that side. I have a stepdad, so we also go to his sister's house, my aunt's, and then I've got two children. Thank God with one person because then their dad, I got to make sure they go over there and see mm -hmm. dad's parents dad's grandparents and they're out of state. So it's just like the same time though. It's nice. You think it'd be crazier being out of state and further away from um, Ohio, Michigan with the boys, but it's nice. Cause I can be like, well, since we have kids now they're older, we spend the actual holiday mm -hmm. at our place. Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I don't care about, I really don't care. I could order pizza and not give a flying fuck. But for like Christmas, I'm like, well, it's important. They wake up at my house because Santa comes to our house. Okay. So I can either knock out, one group before Christmas or, you know, after Christmas. So it's like, I can still have a little bit of freedom. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. That's always nice. Um, and this, they could mean, you know how some people call vacations holidays? You know that? Mm -mm. Like overseas Europeans usually say, let's go on a holiday. I've never heard that before. Are you serious? Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Well, um, especially I think um, like England, they say it's, I went on a holiday. But. I've never heard that term before. I can agree that it's never too early to plan your holiday you're planning your vacation. That would be fun to come home and, oh, you had a real shit day that's fucking cold as balls. Well, six more months, we'll be in the Bahamas. What are you going to wear? Yeah. What do you want to do when we get there? Yeah. I could see that, but holiday holidays? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Not like that. Not until it's like, you know, time to put up the Christmas tree. Then let's talk about our holidays. Let's just get the stress out of the way here. Yeah, I... Uh, holidays could be... They could be a great thing, and they could also be super stressful. It's just a lot of money, a lot of smiling when you don't really want to, a lot of visiting. But then once the holiday gets there, at least in my experience, mm -hmm. it's all good. Yeah. It's it's the lead Anticipation. up. Anticipation. Yeah, it's the lead up. <clears throat> Again, if you have to travel, traveling to get to where you have to go, taking time off of work, it's a lot of things around them. So if you're pulling that together with someone else and then – now the two of you have to go somewhere and the two of you have to do this and the two of you have to do that and do all the coordinating and stuff like that, then I could see how it could be kind of stressful. But once again, like I said, once the day comes along, it's like, ah, and everything is good for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Ready for the next one? Sure. Personal fears. Uh, it may sound like a negative topic, but it actually isn't. Sharing your personal fears can raise your partner's affection. It's also a way to overcome these fears. The positive reaction Absolutely. from your partner and you will get closer and closer. On one hand, I have had these things directly used against me, but from shitty fucking people that yes. we do know no different. Yes. You have to consider the person. Mm -hmm. Like, but if I know you're, I don't know, scared of flights or scared of heights or something like that, like, 
I guess we're going to do stuff to not just avoid those things, but like you said, try to get you to a place where you're good with that. Because Mm -hmm. if we have to travel, we're going to have to fly. So we're going to have to figure this out. Like I've got uh, abandonment issues. So someone that's a shitty fucking person, like, oh, I'll leave you like everyone else has. Like some like annoying shit, like, oh, shocker, you're a dick. Yeah. But if someone knows that, yeah, it's like, I'm not needy. I don't want to hear from you 24 fucking seven on every fucking platform that's available because then I'm going to fucking run. Yeah. But if I have, you know, this abandonment issue, just make sure that you, I don't know, let me know how you feel when you feel it. So nothing yeah. comes as a whop surprise. You've been ghosted by your two year boyfriend. Right. Like <laughs> just things like that. No, a hundred percent agreed. Yeah. Um, if someone, if someone, has enough um, trust in you to open up to you. I, I don't care where it goes. I don't think that should ever be used against them. But no, I know unless you, it's like, easier said than done. Hate them. Right. And why would you ever be in any situation with someone that you hate? You might dislike them strongly at that moment. But still, let's well, love just can, slow down. Love can go to hate really quick. It sure can. Situation. But for me, I guess being extra sensitive. But... Even if I, you've just done me so fucking wrong, I'm still not going to like dog you out based right. on what I know about you because, well, because what's that going to do? You're a decent human being. Yeah, but like but, what's that going to do? Cause right. more fucking issues in case we decide to work this out? Mm-hmm. Cool, now I got more issues. And if we don't, like cool, I maintained face. Like I didn't go down to your fucking level. And right. it, who feels bad about it? You fucking do. Right. <laughs> I started yeah. doing this a few years ago like when, you know, you have an argument and they start like name calling. Yeah. Typically it'd be like, oh, you stupid son of a bitch or whatever. No, I just sit there quietly inside. I want to fucking scream, but I'm just like, because the next day, guess who wakes up in like a fucking dumbass? You were yeah. the rude one. I sat there and fucking just smiled at you. Yeah. Otherwise you think it's cool. It's justified because I did it right back to you. Right. Absolutely. Nope. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Past relationships. Now, this is definitely something after you've been together a little while. That yeah. If someone asks about it, don't keep like, well, my Johnny used to do this. My ex that. And yeah. Yeah. And again, uh, taking for granted that they're not all negative stories. Like, if you're just sitting there bashing your ex. You're the that's, red flag. That's, yeah, that's not something that someone that is possibly looking to get in a potential relationship with you wants to hear because at that point and i'm like so you had no culpability and the why y'all didn't right. happen or work i i have a hard time believing that so it's never you it's always everyone else. exactly okay. exactly so i mean what i what i say mostly when the x topic comes up first of all it's never horrible stories like because i don't think it's necessary but for the reason that we didn't last i simply say we just weren't meant to be together and we realized that before we got married and i think that's that's sufficient um and i think you you can't be like oh my ex my ex for everyone that you've ever dated right it's got to be like a substantial relationship like a couple years or someone that you were married to someone you have a child with someone that you lived with like it's got to be a period of time where this person you know was like deep into your own personal life as well and mingled together not just like some fly-by-night guys you like dated for a month yeah i I would think for a relationship to be brought up with any type of significance it had to have lasted a 
at least six months. Yeah, no, at least a year. I, I think more. I think six months is is legitimate. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because you you've you did a lot in that six months. You probably of a uh, holidays whatever came through like that. That's I mean you're not moving in with each other by that point, hopefully. But I think that's enough has happened there where you can consider that person like you've experienced enough with that person. Six months is a long time. I don't think you're uh, it flashes you really, by. Yeah, me. but it might flash by, it might go quickly, but a lot happens in six so months. So let's say it's six months at the point where you guys decide you're exclusive. Any months of like hanging out and dating or going out together before exclusive titles were out should not be counted that six months because you're yeah no it, exclusivity usually happens way before six months though no I, i'm saying that but like you know hang out with someone you're going on dates for like two months or whatever not every fucking weekend maybe once every other weekend or something mm-hmm. and you stay in pretty consistent contact and then you're like hey let's like make this exclusive okay it starts from that point because everything else before that is just hanging out with I'm saying being whatever, however you dice it, I'm saying being in a relationship for six months. Maybe we're just different. Yeah. I just don't feel like that's, that's like, you don't even know me at six months, really. You don't even really know me. Uh, It really depends on how much you guys are communicating and if the other person is giving you the real you. Yeah. I guess too, with having kids, like they're not going to really know me a lot by that point because they're not going to be around my kids yet. They're not going to be staying over at my house yet because yeah, my kids are there. They're not really going to be like intertwined in my life as much as it may feel that I am in theirs because I'll, you know, probably be in their space more than them in my space until I know that it's something that's going to be consistent and stable. And then I introduce you to my children. That's legit. Yeah. That's legit. Um, Yeah. And see that puts you in a different space um, because you're not going to bring them around your kids until it's something completely solid. And like, it's, I don't want to say proven because when is it ever proven, but something that you're like, okay, this is definitely going to be something. So yeah, um, that, I think that's a little different, but I, I get what you're saying there. Cause not only am I, are you good for me, but are you a good example or right. to others, how is your patience? Right, especially because <laughs> you have two boys. Like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to bring you around my kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want them to know me for me before they see me as mommy me. Mom mode. Yeah. So if you're hanging out with someone and you're like, you know, in pleasure mode, it's been like two months, like, oh, she's great. And then I'm like, God damn it. Where the fuck are your shoes? And they're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, she yeah, reminds yeah. me of my mom. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So, bottom line with past relationships, um, just watch how you talk about your exes because you're saying more about yourself than you're saying about them mm-hmm. when you bash them. That's pretty much all I have about that. Yeah, and even with bashing, like, like he did this, and it may very well be true. And what I always, and it's true, I always end up saying that even though this had happened, um, I'm not totally innocent in the situation i may have poked and prodded to cause certain things to happen and i i have love for all of my exes not like romantically not like i'm gonna pay your fucking bills kind of like <laughs> thing but 
I would come to your funeral if you died. <laughs> I would visit you in the hospital if you were about to die. Right. So, yeah. yeah and Which I think is important. If you're like, <clears throat> I never want to fucking see them again, you're a little dramatic. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And just limit the amount that you're talking about past relationships yeah. anyway. Like, uh, uh, sweet memories during dating. Mm. It will always be fun and romantic if you ask your darling when was the first time he or she fell in love or the reaction when he, I mean, I'm sorry, when, or the reactions when, um, fell in love with you, the anxiety and embarrassment felt before declaring his love to you or even stupid things, uh, stupid things done in order to get your attention. Um, I love reminiscing, even if you're not even like, you know, reminiscing about us yeah 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 yeah. like oh my god when i first seen you i was like holy fucking shit and then you talk to me and i'm like why is he talking to me i'm like ugly fucking betty what's happening here yeah no (laughs) that's dope but like the first i don't necessarily until we're deep in and we're solid i don't necessarily know want to think i want to talk about your first time falling in love with somebody else if, hell no well that's what this is saying no it's Porsche, saying par- when you partially. fell in love with them when no, did you know i get that but it also says if you ask your darling when is the when was the first time he or she fell in love with you i don't i'm not assuming that here you would never talk about no it would definitely be like when you okay you just told me you love me my first question okay like oh my god i love you too if it's true and i'm like so, like, just being funny. So, when you know I was the one, you know, just being funny, like, what was it that For sure. that made you feel like, oh, I could definitely have strong feelings for you? Like, what did it for you? Yeah. No, <laughs> That's for sure. That's not something that you talk about with someone else ever about a prior person. Ew. I wouldn't want to know that. I like, would, what? I don't. It depends on how far in depth you're talking. Like. If it's just the first time you fell in love, like at what age and who it was, but I, I'm, I, I would be good with hearing that much, but I don't want to know the gory details. Yeah, like, oh, he looked in my eyes and I was like, I know he's the one. Bitch, why are you sitting here with me then? Exactly. Are you going to go back to him? No, I don't want to. No, there's no yeah. like rem- positive reminiscing in a love department with an ex. Things yeah, that you guys not. did. Maybe if it comes up like, hey, everyone's got diving, I have, you know, mm-hmm. but not like. No. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I'd be like asking, like, what was your first sexual encounter with your ex? What? Whoa. Ew. Yeah, no. I don't Thank need, you. I don't need to know that. Mm-mm. I don't need to know that at all. Nope, I'm a virgin. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, uh, the first time you realized and like all that, yeah, that, yeah, you want to hear stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you should share those things with, about each other. Yeah. Funny things and jokes. This is this is my favorite one. Yes. Dating is not always about being lovey-dovey. Telling funny things that happen in your daily life or even jokes is a new romantic thing. It's not new. Girls always want to, girls always like it when their man makes them laugh because laughter shows happiness. Both of you can take turns sharing funny things. It's not a must. It's not a must to be a joke. Oh, okay. It doesn't have to be a joke. It's just simple, funny things happen in your life, like wearing socks or different colors will do. Okay, like I said, yeah, I'm no. a clown. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't do no fucking, like, if you have to make a joke, like, like you read out of a book or it's a dad joke, fucking spare me. Unless it's, like, cute and it's a one and done for the fucking week. 
fucking spare me. You're going to get, huh? And I'm going to be annoyed. Like, I got to go. <laughs> but if you're like making a joke about something that's happening in the moment or making a joke on yourself or, you know, on me or something. Cool. I love funny shit. I'm, I, I'm funny. So if someone's all dried up and they just don't see the humor in everyday life, like I can't fuck with you. Right. Right. I think <clears throat> laughter is very important in a relationship. You have to be able to laugh together. Like you do. Um, it can't just be intense and about strictly love and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it, uh, you're going to get bored. Yeah. I feel like you're going to get bored. And that's my way to cut the tension. Like when I feel uneasy, like, yeah. if someone's like being like overly complimentary, sweet or staring in the eyes, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like just being funny. Like, like, Oh, thank you. Just why are you looking at me like that? You know? Just to cut the tension, I'm like, I feel really fucking awkward right now. Right. Let me make a joke about it, but it's not to, like, hurt anybody. It's For just sure. kind of, like, lighten the mood. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm. Oh, my God, there's more. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very about being, like, laughing, having a good time. Like, that's one of the biggest. Uh, if that was a love language, that would probably be mine. Yeah. Send I don't know me where a that meme. would fall in. Yeah. Yeah. We could laugh. We could talk. I have a couple jokes going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hobbies. Now this thing, I like to know the other person's hobbies, but it's like at a job interview. What are your hobbies? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I nap and I snack. I do things. <laughs> you you definitely pick things up and put them down. I pick things up and put them down. Um, yeah. I breathe. You know, I, yeah. I shower. Like, I don't. Well, I think I, I think hobbies is important to know about because it kind of gives you more of a um, uh, insight of who that person is, like right. what they like to do, and things like. that. I just feel like I don't really get to do a lot of my hobbies, so it's like I enjoy this and this, even though you're probably not ever going to see me do it anytime soon. But when I do but, have a chance to do it, but that's what's important because you say what you like to do, even though if you don't get to do it. If that person is listening to you and picking up on things, they'll make sure that you get to do those things at some point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you like axe throwing, but you never get to go for whatever reason. Well, a little bitter subject. Please don't bring that up. <laughs> then that, <laughs> that person is gonna make sure that the that next date within mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks, that's what we're doing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, I think it's important for you to communicate what you like doing to each other. Um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, especially things that you can enjoy doing with that, that other uh, favorite food. Food is a topic that uh, is too interesting to be missed. You can share about your favorite food or discuss about what, about which restaurant to go. Are you the type that doesn't like never is able to pick what you want to eat? No. Okay. So you know what you want. You go for it. Yeah. When asked. Yeah. That's admirable because it's very I'm, rare. I'm not going to be mute and suckered into eating some shit that I don't want because that's going to make me super hangry. Yeah. Like, here I am hungry as fuck. I really want this and I'm eating this. God but the other shit. thing is, wherever you go, I mean, and assuming you're this is talking about going out, you could find something. You know, not Yeah, but I don't want to fucking thing. have chicken fingers every goddamn place. You know what I mean? Like, mm. but I'm not going to be like, I want this and expect you to be like, oh, okay, cool. If I'm like, I am craving like Olive Garden breadsticks. I know they're not super crazy about Olive Garden, but I want Italian. Right. So then you could put, you know, 
your shit in there. Okay, well, I know this Italian spot. It may not be the exact place, I want, but it's in like my genre of food. Right. And you're cool with that. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, talking about a recipe to try is also fun. Agreed. Uh, you can ask your sweetheart to choose which recipe to try and promise her or him to make that food. It's surely romantic knowing how much you care about your honey. I told you the story last week about how the ex-fiance would cook butt-ass naked. No, no, I don't know. That's like our, our funniest thing and most positive portion of our relationship. He made like this um spicy Italian like butter noodle thing one day, just out of the blue. And I just, I obsessed over it after that. Like I could taste the garlic. I fucking craved it. So whenever we would go out drinking, which is pretty much like one night out of every fucking weekend, we'd go out together, get hammered, come home. And I would be craving like this spicy, salty garlic pasta. And he's like, you want the pasta? He's Italian. Girl. I'll make the pasta. <laughs> and he would be butt because the kids aren't there. So he'd be butt ass naked at the stove, like being retarded and dancing to music. And all you see like this butt wiggling around the stove while he's making this amazing smelling garlic pasta. And I'm like, this is what heaven is. I didn't need the visual <laughs> of the naked chef, but I'm just saying, it's nonetheless, not like, that's dope. It's not like him trying to be like sexy. It's no, just I like, get it. like hilarious. Like this is so fucking funny. Like it's like yeah. something stupid, like your best friend would do, except for you enjoy seeing them naked. Not like bitch, put your clothes on goofy. Like, right. So right. yeah. So food, you can get a lot of places by giving someone their favorite food. Food is a love language too. Oh yeah. For sure. Especially if you're making it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad. Uh, I know my way around the kitchen. Family. Family has always been a big part in someone's life, obviously. Talking about families will make you to know. Will make you to know. I know. That's why I was like, huh? <laughs> and understand your darling and the family more than before. Talking about this topic will also show your intention to know or to know her or him better. It it's an easy way to show your partner how much you care about them. And it's a good way to get a red flag. I found the last two serious relationships I've had, they had tension with their mothers. Mm. And it was a big topic. But yet when they would be drinking, they, you know, would want to hear like their mom's favorite song, things like that. Like, but your mom's, you know, I don't know who you call them. You don't really visit them. You don't say anything nice about them. So it's kind of like, are you with me? Because I remind you of your mom, like mm. abandonment issues. Like you're looking and seeking acceptance because your mom was, you know, mean to you over the other siblings right. kind of thing. So if you dog one of your parents out and it's different if they were never in your life, but don't dog them out. Be like I never met him or her right? or, you know, I'm adopted or whatever. Right. But if you have a serious issue with one of your parents, that's like deep rooted. That's a, that's not cool. Yeah. And I yeah. want to know more about that. Like, did something happen or is this just something that you are resentful from childhood and you can't let yeah. it go? Is that it's those things definitely should be shared. Um, because again, they're cues as to who you are as a person. And yeah, I need to know if you have like this ongoing bout with your brother, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, knowing about family and stuff like that is very important. And even further, um, or another note, like when you're actually in a relationship and you're trying to build a family, just knowing the like health history and stuff like that is super important too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you come from, you know, a family that's always been together because you, I, it's going to have to take you a little bit more energy to figure out 
my end of things because my parents, you know, were divorced and right. then my mom got remarried. My dad didn't. Or, you know, as I prefer having kids, I've dated um, one guy. It wasn't a long, serious thing, but he, his birth father was eh, kind of in and out of his life at, um, after his parents got a divorce when he was a young child. But he had a stepdad that came in his life when he was like four mm-hmm. and has, they've been together ever since. So, and he was single with no kids. So I'm like, I'd prefer someone that's been through that, that knows what a good stepdad is and to come in and kind of like be that father figure and still be there and still do more than what your dad ever did right. versus someone that's had the picture perfect family and wouldn't understand, you know, the whole nuclear family thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just my take on it, but yeah, no, I hear you. I definitely hear you. Um, I think, yeah, that, that was pretty self straight to the point. Or knock out the last couple of ones. Entertainment. Ah. Gossiping is something fun that draws the attention of both girls and boys. <laughs> but we sense. gossip about different fucking things, though. Talking about how an actor leads life and how productive a singer is and how controversial an actress can be is surely interesting. Imagining how your life would be if you were an actor will amuse both of you or irritate you. This <laughs> 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 uh. is fun to talk about shit. I mean, like, if you're, like, watching shit. TMZ or something, like, oh, hell no. But right. I'm not going to, like, run downstairs and be like, Lil Wayne got HIV. I told you he was fucking them bitches raw. Like, it, that was a very specific example. The baby's dad, he's a huge <laughs> Lil Wayne fan. And oh, when he okay. got the HIV, gotcha. I te- we were still in good content. I, I texted him. I'm like, he got Lil, the HIV. He was like, huh? Lil Wayne Did he? got HIV. Yes. I don't think that's the thing. He absolutely has AIDS. No, he doesn't. Yes, Oh my God, he absolutely does. I, I think this was you, years ago. I think what you read was a hoax. No. Yeah. No. I don't, I don't think that's true. He has the hiv. He has had the hiv. Uh. Okay. Lacey's looking it up right now. I don't think this is true at all. So I was like, I'll never sleep with him. Now I gotta scratch I think him off the list. It would have been a lot more overblown than that. Why? Charlie Sheen has HIV and no one talks about that. And he slept with half of fucking America. Charlie Sheen also isn't really in the limelight anymore either. You would have found it by now. I'm looking right at it. It was 2014. (laughs) Came out publicly today and revealed that he has contracted HIV. Little Wayne has since deleted the tweet and ignored any further discussions of him contracted HIV. It's on his fucking Twitter account. Would you stop? We're still looking. Which I'm surprised he went like that because, you know, he's not that would stop the, you know, hussies that are probably always trying to like be with him. But no, that'll, that'll never stop that. Um, but yeah, just talking about, uh, bullshit, which is, basically what it is is just a another lighthearted way for you to have a good time so um yeah yeah Lil Wayne of YMCB YMCMB came out publicly today to reveal that he has contracted HIV however he did give positive words of advice quote sometimes you get caught up with the strippers and groupies <coughs> just wear protection unquote hashtag pray for Wheezy where where is that article 
Give me a minute. God damn it. No, no, no. Meaning what site is that on? Thebeat.com. Okay. I'm still not convinced. We're not going to spend too much time there. (laughs) Apparently, it's a fucking curable thing now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't fucking Little Wayne, so I don't care. That's definitely true. Yeah. It doesn't have the same potency or death rate that it had in years past. Right. Um, like Kanye said, we could live through anything if magic made it. Last Lord, one. If you're a fucking millionaire, sure. Yeah, well, that's true too. Um, favorite movies. Movies has always been the most interesting topic to bring up during your talk with your Music. darling. Yeah. Both of you can share about the genre of movies that you like and dislike. TV shows also. Mm-hmm. I feel like TV, TV shows even more so than movies these days. Yeah. Um. You can also talk about the most anticipated movies, uh, movies on the cinema, the most popular ones, and even which movie to watch during a date. Feel the enthusiasm while sharing which will make your evening uh, evening talk uh, become very fun. So, yeah, I think um, one, well, again, this is in the actual relationship but one thing i do like to do is introduce the person and i'm seeing or whatever to movies that i enjoy mm-hmm. uh, and then i want to see what you enjoy also but i feel like the stupid movies that i like that have no in- in- yeah. significance or something like, like that i want to make you laugh watch this just shit it's hilarious make me laugh yeah. yeah like i think that's pretty important too one so. thing that i like to do is now that netflix is you know so accessible anywhere and hulu and all that like if I'm at a man friend's place or they're at mine and one of us is logged into our account, if it's not mine, I'm like, let me peruse here so I can like make a joke about what you're watching. Because mm-hmm. if they were to go through mine, they'd see all like teeny boppy trash TV. Like mm-hmm. I'm definitely a fucking girl. Mm-hmm. And then you go through theirs and it's interesting. Sometimes you see like more documentaries than, you know, things that you would expect. And then again, Absolutely. sometimes you see the most ridiculous dumbfounding shit when you expected it to be you know like national geographic all over right so that can tell you a lot about a person that you oh watch. oh someone's like uh list on netflix yeah like continue watching continue or watching or you might enjoy you. <laughs> you might enjoy tells you a lot more yeah um then you know then that person is kind of trying to let you know about mm-hmm. uh yeah there was this episode i can't remember what show it was but I, I don't. I don't. I feel like the show wasn't old. Enough, uh, was too old to have Netflix on it. But they, it just kept like suggesting like gay type of shows for this dude. Oh, um, the the TiVo when it was a TiVo. Maybe it was. It was King of Queens. Yes. I, I've seen every yes, episode. It was Spence. Spence. Yes. He it was like TiVo keeps saying. I do like, uh, <laughs> like what. Gay I, today or I like I didn't a fa- it was like a fashion show like yes, yes. gay man queer eye yes queer yes, eye for the gay guy yes, yes. and there's like Tivo thinks you're gay <laughs> <laughs> and he he was like trying to watch more shows yeah. that were away from that stuff right like that was hilarious yeah so that that's like hilarious. the first unit that came out that would like predict yeah, things based sure. on your viewing habits yeah for sure uh, oh, i love king of queens i was about to say i too am a huge king of queens fan yes. yeah every every last episode i even have all seasons on dvd i do too do you i do we're meant to be friends this is a thing <laughs> my mom always tells me i remind her or carrie reminds 
her of me when she says like something fucking snarky. I can see it. Yeah. I'm like, I can oh. see it. I was, <laughs> I wanted the truck. There's like the box set that comes in the truck, mm-hmm. but I had already had, a, I was already a few seasons in on the purchase. So I was like, it doesn't make sense to get the truck now. Yeah. Like they had the box set in the uh, IPS truck. <laughs> um, Arthur. Yeah. Arthur Spooner. <laughs> so really quickly, we will get, to our closing session or closing segment. What is love? Um, Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. I'm always judging. Um, (laughs) 34-year-old male conducted a paternity test behind his wife's back on their 12-year-old son. Wow. Uh... A little backstory before I go to the meet. My wife and I met when I was 20. We had a drunk hookup. The first night we met, I continued seeing, we we continued seeing each other. A few weeks later, she found out she was pregnant. We stayed together and I promised a few months. We stayed together and I promised a few months. Oh, propose. I cannot read right now. I was like, I promise. (laughs) Promise what? Propose a few months later. I had doubts about the, her pregnancy lining up with our timeline, but I n- never I even understand the timeline. brought it up and discussed it. Not to mention I was in the military and deployed a, f- a few months later. My proposal weighed a lot on her carrying my child. I grew up in a home without a dad and never wanted that. Fast forward 12 months. We are still married. 12 years. Yeah, that one, (laughs) though it has been extremely volatile and rocky. I've stayed together, um, honestly, because I could never part from my son. I can't let him grow up with an absent father. So I've made it work. Our marriage is dead outside of our child. Um, Trying to get to where. What I haven't decided is how, if at all, I bring it up to my wife. I guess he's talking about the, the test. I feel like my whole marriage was a lie. I can't help but wonder if she knew. Oh, wait, 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 there's something. I ran into an old friend whom I knew around the time I met my wife. He asked if I was still with her, and I said yes. He mentioned how it was crazy I dated her, and then you stole her from me. <laughs> I wasn't sure what he meant, and I asked him to elaborate. He said, it's no big deal, but I was seeing her up until that weekend. You met her. (laughs) I dropped it because inside my doubt and insecurities ran wild. I couldn't get it out of my head. I broke down and bought a home DNA test kit and used it on my son without telling my life. The results came back today. He is not my son. Zero percent chance I am his biological son. I am his biological son. It says son, but he meant father. I'm destroyed. My whole world is upside down. I'm just an autopilot at the moment. I don't know how to act, act or feel. I'm just a zombie right now. One thing I know is no matter what he is my son i've been by his side the moment he was born and will absolutely never abandon him 
absolutely nothing will change that. So many things that are like, bing, 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 flag, flag, flag. First of all, you waited 12 years to do that. Well, he didn't have any suspicion until he talked to his friend. I mean, and then you, oh God. (laughs) He had, well, I would, I'm interested to see what the kid looks like. I hope the kid looks just like his mother. Probably. It's a boy. So boys usually favor their moms over their dads Mm. and then vice versa for females. But my thing is he keeps saying he doesn't want a child to have an absent father. If you're not with the mom, for one, two happy parents not together is better than two parents in the same household that are fucking miserable. Because I'm sure they're not doing everything they could do to hide their misery. Right. And second of all, if you're that set on not being out of his life, you guys divorcing will not keep you out of his life. Like you will still be there as much as you want to be, just not under the same roof as his mom. And now you have rights as well because you are all under the assumption that he was biologically yours and you've taken care of this child for 12 years. You are married to the mom. So if you were to separate, you know, you would have to tell the judge the situation. Right. Or actually you don't, because unless she's suggesting that you have a paternity test, then they're just going to treat it as a regular, you know, 50, 50 custody thing. And he could apply for full custody. They're not going to do a DNA testing then unless he says not my kid, because his name is on the birth certificate. He will have to pay some child support if he's not the main um, household the child is in. But do not tell that kid that that's not not your child. Do not tell the mom that you found out it's not his because she's going to be like, oh, cool. Well, I'm going to leave. That that kid's going to be like, his world's going to be upside down. See, I disagree. I think he should at least have the conversation with the mom. I, I they can't I, even get along though. Like for anything, it's it, crazy. It doesn't even matter. And if he has a conversation and then he petitions for divorce, she doesn't want that. She's gonna be like, well, he's not yours anyway. Well, here's the thing. It's not like he cheated or she cheated and had this kid. Right. It was so it's it's not like the the paternity test and him not being the dude's child is gonna bring up some dirty dark secrets or anything like that like they were both out there dating and that happened so i I personally feel like see the only my only issue with it is the fact that he had the test done behind her back and then found out what he found out so now he has to now you got to go and say look i had this done and that's gonna that's going to create a situation within itself mm-hmm. um but once we get past all that like i feel this can't just be swept under the rug like something has to be said to some degree i don't know how he's gonna pull the um bring this up i don't know how he's gonna have the conversation and then the two of them together can have the conversation if they're going to tell the son and maybe they decide at a later date, when a child is older, they'll have the conversation with him then. I, I don't know. But at very least, he needs to bring it to her. At very least. I don't know. If they're as volatile as he's expressing, she's going to be a fucking yeah. train wreck. And the first thing she's going to do is try to fuck him over and make <laughs> child not 
feel, you know, biologically attached to him. Like it's not even your dad, you know, like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I don't know. That's a pickle. It's tough. I think you probably should have agreed to do that because of the whole dating situation in the first place. Right. Before you even ask someone to marry you, like, I don't doubt, I'm not saying you or, you know, with a whole bunch of other people or cheated, but we had a one-time hookup. I mean, I would do that. If I was in that situation, I know my cycle mm-hmm. front and back. Like, it it is confusing, especially at that age, you're young, you don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, conception dates and stuff. But if I was unsure and I was like sexually active at some point that it would be possible to be someone else's, I would want to have that test done, not only in vitro, which you can nowadays, but when the child was born before you signed that birth certificate. Because then that means I'm going to be stuck with you and you may, you're not even his real dad. And I would feel guilty. Like I would want my child to know the biological father, no matter my current situation. And then they would never would have got engaged. They never would be miserable and the child wouldn't be hurt. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I, I, I agree with all of that. Um, but shit, where they are right now, jeez. Um, and what's what's even more of a mind fuck is he knows the person that very well is his son's father. I wouldn't even think that. I'd be like, it's somebody. Because if she was with two people at once, hell, it could be anybody. You hooked up with me on the first night you met me, a drunk thing. You could have well, been the bartender the well, night no, before. He said he was seeing her. I mean, what? I'm, I'm not going to automatically assume she was a hoe. Right, but that but doesn't mean that she's he, not seeing other people as well. Because it's well, he just he dating. said he was seeing her, so I, I, I and don't, she hooked I don't up know. with someone else. So why couldn't she do that the night before, the night yeah, before that, I, night before I, that? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it very well could be, but I I would say nine times out of ten that that dude is the the father, and and I know that's what he's thinking too, and if that's the case, wow. Wow. Ladies, you got to learn your cycle. Sperm can stay alive up to five days. So even if you're not ovulating yet, you do the diddle, you let him fill you up or pull out and he's just not that great at it. And, or he's got potent little critters. It could still be the dude before and not mm. the guy that you did during the middle of your ovulation cycle. Like you have to know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. You gotta know. Very clearly, very important. Yeah, and I, I, she had to have like some sort of suspicion, like based on the child's, like the kid's old enough now. Like my twelve-year-old, I he looks different than he did when he was a child. He looked more like me, and now he looks, he's got exact features and mannerisms of his dad, and he's not even around his dad, but they say the same kind of thing the same way, and they have like certain mannerisms that he's biologically picked up. Right. And if he looked, you know, a little bit different, I'd be like, there's something. Different, he doesn't remind me of his dad, right? You know, which he tried to pull that the dad because he was born and he has had blonde hair up until like the last two years. I'm like, just because you met me and I had brown hair, my hair is blonde when I was little, but he's Italian. He's like, well, he doesn't have like he's got light skin, he's got light hair, he's probably not mine. I'm like, cool, go get a fucking test and get the fuck out of my life. Like, <laughs> he's yours as much as I wish, maybe he wasn't, right? He is right. so, but right. yeah, I don't, I just couldn't see having to tell him. Mm. In the middle of your puberty, your confusion of middle school. Yeah. Hey, by the way. Oh. Yeah. That's why I said I, I I wouldn't bring it to him right away. Um, because no. he would he wouldn't even understand at that mm-hmm. age that daddy, you know, dad is not his dad. Like I I, I wouldn't that, 
now. But I feel like at at some point, um, he he needs to know, and the two of them uh, have to figure something out and be amicable and bring that to him because he deserves to know. Well, somebody's gonna figure it out because Twenty Three and Me is dropping all the tea on people's That's situations. True. <laughs> so I'm still true. waiting for a long lost sister or brother to pop up. Yeah, what if the kid turns nineteen and yeah. he's like, uh, you know what? I want to, I want to know where we come from. Blah blah blah. Like, hey, Dad, I got you a kit too. Yeah, like with my mom, I got her a kit for last year for her birthday, um, and immediately it was like fifty, no, forty nine point nine percent chance that this is you know your your mom and like added me to my family tree mm-hmm. or added her to my family tree i'm like oh, okay cool so the other dominant percentage is my dad but if you get your family that and you're like oh because their stuff is open to you you can like request it and you're like oh yeah your hello group is like a totally different number and right you're not you're like 0.02 percent chance related to me hmm. yeah but then if your real parent does it it's gonna be right there yeah uh yeah linking you right to him mm-hmm. like wait dad who's this person they're saying is my dad and my my brother or sister out there yeah um that part i would want to the child to have the option to have a relationship because if you have a half sibling out there or something and you don't have any other siblings that's nice to know that you right. have a blood relative close to you that's for sure your same age group for sure well, geez. What is love? Baby, don't that is, hurt me. That was not love. Not love. <laughs> on any front. Uh all right. Any uh any closing thoughts? We learned a lot about how to com- how to communicate and be with your significant other today. Yeah. <laughs> if only I could implement that in my life. Yeah. I'd rather leave you a note or text you <laughs> than yeah. be like, look at me. <laughs> I have a question. Like that makes you want to fucking throw up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just be open to your significant other. Um not saying you have to show them everything right away because geez, just don't do that. Nobody wants Yeah, that. no, not at all. But at the same token, like let let them learn you, you know, and you do your best to learn them. Yeah. Otherwise you're just creating a facade and they're gonna be thinking everything's great with the, your facade. Right. Thinking that it's actually you and then later down the line when you the real you presents itself and things aren't working. Everyone's like, who the hell confused. is this? Yeah. Right. Masks are, are a real thing, like a, a very real thing. Yeah. Um, and I've had to be open lately with a guy that I've seen off and on. He I said something and I'm like, I've got, um, I'm an introvert. Like he's like, no, you're not. Like, I fake it till I make it. If I'm out with someone, I am stable enough to get through the activity in the night. If I am out by my fucking self, I would rather crawl into a hole with, a billion cockroaches and rats <laughs> then walk through a crowded area by myself. Really? Yes. Wow. My anxiety kicks in. I'm like, people are looking at me. People are judging me. I'm staring at the floor because I don't make eye contact. I better look up because I look like a weirdo staring at the floor. Where do I go? Do I know what I'm supposed to do? I probably look stupid and lost. People are, you know, looking at me. I'm just going to fucking leave. Like, I, I got to go. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, so if you ever you know, you're a more open, sociable person. So like, don't take my immediate inwardness right. as being like a bitch because I am just trying to like assess my surroundings sure. and 
chill. Yeah. Yeah. So if but it it's helps very, that people very notice. important for someone that gets to know you to know that though, because mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't know that. And we're always going to assume the worst. Yeah. So. That's why I struggle. And it's been mentioned a lot. I struggle to maintain eye contact with people. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm doing an interview or I'm having like a serious conversation, I will make eye contact, but prolonged eye contact makes me uncomfortable because I know that that, you know, historically is a way to challenge the other person. It's mm. it's threatening them. Yeah. And I like to be able to feel at ease, but also make sure that they feel at ease. Like I'm not challenging you. Sure. And like, well, you don't maintain eye contact. I feel like you're lying. No, I just feel highly uncomfortable. Damn, we're going to jump straight to your lying. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm not like an FBI interrogator. I'm not going to like maintain eye contact. It's kind of weird because then you're looking right at me and I'm like, you know, they're probably picking out every fucking flaw on my face. I think it's weird for two people to just be locked eye to eye anyway when yeah. they're talking. Like, you, yeah. I don't so, know, like, I'll look down and I get, why do you keep looking at my shirt? I'm like, I'm just. Well, hell, that gives them an excuse to look at your shirt. Yeah, I've hurt literally <laughs> a thousand billion times. Yeah. You keep looking away. You keep looking down at my shirt. What's on? Is something on my shirt? I'm like, girls probably think I'm looking at their fucking tits then. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm just awkward. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you can admit that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Good episode. Um, fucking hungry. Yeah, me too. Shit's growling. I should have ordered a pizza on the Fuck way. no! <laughs> Just so it'll be here, right? You leaving? Lisa, you want a slice? Uh, yeah, your cheat day yesterday. I did. You know what I did? I made um, cheeseburger macaroni. Uh, uh, what's it called? Hamburger helper stuff, which oh, the boys love. Okay. I love too. And then I was like, mm, I'm craving something sweet. I was like, I'm not going nowhere. So I ordered a giant thing of brownies from Papa John's and breadsticks and Holy a soda. Shit. You you really cheated yesterday. I went to pound town on that shit. But so did the boys. So yeah. we had gotten all, all their Nerf guns. We are going through all the artillery, artillery and stuff. So I got a 20 ounce soda. I didn't get a two liter. Because then I was like, okay. I'd give them a glass and I'd finish it. So I was, you know, could have been worse. Could have got pizza too. Yeah. But I did okay. Yeah. It's not too, too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Now I want a brownie. Whatever. Well, thank you for listening to the What Happened podcast. I'm about to find pizza somewhere. Lacey's going to run out of here. Until the next time. Bye.